Welcome to Improve, where attaining a vigorous life is just part of daily improvements. Thank you for joining me today. So I want to go over something today I've been focusing on lately and I was trying to analyze why people sometimes don't want to improve, right? You know, because my whole philosophy here is just, you know, improvement, you know, little daily steps to get yourself better. And I started thinking about it and it all comes down to, I think, your framework and why you want to improve or why you don't. And I have noticed that those who come in and want to improve will improve. Those who come in just because they kind of feel they need to, uh, so someone's kind of making them, society's making them, but they don't really have a true inner desire to get better. Those ones, they, they never improve. Maybe some small improvements, but you really have to want to improve yourself to be better. And this year, I'm very fortunate that I've had numerous clients come in and want success. And because they've wanted success, I've had tremendous success. And the proof of that is right on my website. If you go there, you can see all the before and after photos of people's transformations. And it's absolutely incredible. And it's partly due to me in my training, but it's also due to the fact that these people came in wanting success, actually wanting to be there. And so I'm trying to think of this lately and why people want, you know, want to improve themselves. And I kind of, you know, I've been doing some reading and doing some research and listening to some other podcasts. And I came across this theory that everyone wants to go from a state of chaos to a state of order. And if you think about it, it makes sense. Everyone wants order in their lives. Why? Because order brings comfort. When everything's where it should be, when our bed's made, when our room's clean, when our house is in order, the rest of our life can be ordered. And if those things aren't, we kind of get out of line, you know, mentally, and we kind of like a little jacked up. So we like to put things in order. All society likes to put stuff in order. That's why we have hierarchies and bureaucracies and, you know, methods of doing things because it gives comfort to our lives. So I started doing some reading, as I mentioned, and I came across some stuff that looks at all of mythology, theology, neuroscience, uh, psychoanalyzing people, and kind of brings it together based off this chaos and order, or logos, and I'll get to that in a moment. And what it kind of says is, you know, when we're born, you know, when we're young infants and toddlers, we're in this childlike state of being, and it's very comfortable. Life is just comfortable because everybody takes care of us. We rely on other people to, you know, start making frameworks of how life should be. We mimic our parents and see what they do. And if we have siblings, we start mimicking our siblings. And these, this mimicking scenario gives us some limits of who we are and what we're capable of doing. We start, as we develop, in comparing ourselves to, you know, the other people in our sphere of influence, which at that time was our parents and our, the other toddlers in the neighborhood. And we start figuring out our limits, like I said, and that brings a little bit of chaos because now that we have chaos, so now that we have limits, we know where we stand. So now that we know where we stand, we can judge ourselves. See that? So, you know, so as we get a little older, we kind of figure out through comparison to others where we are in that whole hierarchy. So now we have limits and we have to figure out, we, we understand that things are, are out of our control. So how do we bring them back into our control? So that's the focus and clarity. 
All right, so we start kind of focusing in on what issues are in our lives and how, you know, we analyze people, we observe people, we mimic what they do, we make mistakes and we figure out through trial and error how we should do stuff. We start to form our own identity through what works for us. And then we can kind of communicate through that, communicate that through the, to the world when we start to um, bring clarity to our communication skills, our speaking skills when we're little and then our, our writing skills as we get older and then we can make logical patterns and these logical patterns start to bring order to our life. So again, just kind of going over that first part, we start off in like a childlike harmony. And then as we kind of put limits on ourselves, we go into a state of chaos because we know our limits. Then we start to bring focus to our life and clarity and how to direct that focus out to the world. And we use logical patterns to kind of bring order. So that's harmony, it's chaos to logos. Now, if we look at that, any sort mythological or theological story has some kind of in the beginning there's a void and then some chaos being usually some kind of mother being if you look at the greeks it was a, a mother figure uh, there's a giant like um, a giant in norse mythology which can be associated with um you know, like a, a dragon kind of serpent but there's a giant um you have you know the whole story of god bringing order through his word in the in the Christian Bible and but the point being whatever you believe in it's completely irrelevant to this is in the beginning there's a void and then there's some chaos brought to the world and then order is brought through that you know the top god of that story so that kind of mimics our mind and our lives right so we have you know if you think about that that parallels us as people as individuals so it's something to kind of think about if people have been talking about this story for multiple millennia that has to be, you know and it fits a society and it fits us as individuals and they're talking about these stories trying to you know articulate what their thoughts are how the world works it's just interesting that it all matches up so our goal as people is to bring stuff from a state of chaos to a state of order now when you look at it you know this harmony state you know like if you look at like say the bible for a second paradise it's a walled garden um Eden, you know, it means delight, and that just means that everything's kind of peaceful and childlike, and nothing can harm you. But also, because nothing can harm you, and you don't know your limits, you can't grow. Like I said, chaos comes in and it challenges you, but things can go haywire if you don't know how to understand your limits. So, you gotta start bringing order to those limits. Then we bring things into order through logos, right? So, logos, it just pretty much means it's the word, and you know, it's kind of it's interesting. Can just you know, if you read like in the Bible and whatnot, and again, I'm not getting into religious stuff. From a religious standpoint, I'm going to a, from a philosophical standpoint, you know, when God says through his word, something happens, we as people do the same thing because we use words to bring order out of chaos. So if I have a bunch of letters and they form words with it, and then I use those words to form a paragraph and a story, I brought a bunch of abstract symbols into order. I created a story. So I'm using the word or logos to create something, bringing order from chaos. So when things get too stale, right, we have too much order, what happens? Well, we have too many rules, we have too many rules, we have too many limits. We have too many limits, we start to lack creativity. When we lack creativity, we don't have, say, a rebirth in the way we're thinking or the way society is growing, right? If, it, you know, if things are too old and stale, you look at those big companies that kind of fail because they can't react quick enough, well, they have too many rules and levels and steps in between, there's too much order, so they fail. There's not enough creativity in there. So our life has 
according to these stories that I'm talking about, our life has challenges and a hero that arises to the challenge and kind of brings an awareness to us that helps us um, renew ourselves. So these challenges, you know, they're kind of agents of chaos and they arise in our lives to kind of break up the order when it gets too formal and to inject something new and novel into it so we can progress through life because all of our life, we get satisfaction in the progression. It's not just the happiness, you know. We have this misconception, I feel, that we want a certain item, a certain thing to bring us happiness, but unfortunately that chemical reaction that gives us happiness is fle uh, fleeting. So as soon as we attain it, we lose it. So what's the point in looking for materialistic stuff? It's about the journey, the experience of stuff that gives us happiness. You now it can be a trip, good time with your friends. You know, when, you know the, uh, you're always gonna be happiest when you're doing something, an event, a prolonged activity with loved ones and friends that's somewhat challenging because you kind of have everything going at once that means meaning to you, meaningful to you, people you care about and a challenge in your life. Um, with that said, you know, bringing it back to my whole point of improving your life, you know, the daily improvements, if we're progressing and bettering ourselves, those are the little challenges that kind of re-stimulate the logos with a little bit of chaos so we can kind of formulate a new direction and increase that journey and have meaning and value to our lives. Because I believe that improvement stems from action, right? And action comes from goals because we need to have a goal to take an action, otherwise we wouldn't take an action. And all of our goals stem from what we believe in, our values and the meaning we derive that from those values. And of course we get our values from our culture. And where does our culture come from? A culture comes from repeated pattern, patterns and rhythms in the society, right? That kind of formulate into a culture. So where do those patterns and rhythms in society come from? Well, it's a sense of order that comes from like our tribe. So we need to, you know, that goes all the way back to the beginning of our tribe. And before that, uh, put that forward again, we have like a, a tribe and then the tribe brings order, which develops a culture, which goes into meaning, which goes into values, which takes shape as our goals, which force us to take action, which comes into improvement. So it's a progress. And it's, you know, going back since the beginning of society, it was the beginning of humanity. We've always had these tribes. You kind of know this. So um, we need to always have constant challenges. And when you look at these old stories, you know, um, there's a challenge that causes us to arise to a problems, you know, through trial and error and figure out where we belong in the world and how our picture of the world and our self-identity can adapt to that and overcome it. In these stories, you have, you know, Thor faces the world serpent, you know, so it's the hero first in the state, uh, the snake, sorry, in Christian biblical stories, you have Adam and Eve and the snake and the apple and the garden. And in Greek mythology, you'd have Hercules and Hera sends down the, the snakes that kind of, I believe they tried to kill him in the beginning. I can't remember. And you have Prometheus's interesting line that he follows on between order and chaos with the gods and humanity because he's an interesting character because Prometheus, he's technically a titan uh, by name, but he's the same generation per se as the Olympians. He's kind of like a cousin, I guess. He's the god, uh, the powers of a god. He is a god. He's just not from that family tree of Olympians. Um, but he kind of goes on the border between humanity and the Olympians because he doesn't really fit in anywhere. Which brings up a whole nother state that we kind of live with our one foot in the chaos, one foot in the order, and that's our area of growth. And that's kind of Prometheus. He's my favorite mythological hero, per se, because he's always kind of on the border between chaos and order and not really knowing where he fits, but it allows him to have some stability in life, but areas for growth so he can you know, keep progressing. 
which if you think about it as well, if you look at the Taoist yin and yang symbol, you have chaos on one side and the black with a white dot and order on the other side is yang, uh, which is white with a black dot. And there's a little line that separates them and that line is what the path, right? So that path is the border between chaos and order, which is the same as Prometheus. So all the stories kind of overlap if you think about it. Um, and the hero rises and what's the hero's job? The hero emerges as a response to these challenges, right? So once we leave that childlike state and we go into the world, we have to kind of put order, bring order from the chaos. The, the hero's responsibility is to do just that. You know, if you read, if you watch any movie, any action hero movie, what's the hero doing? The hero is bringing order out of chaos, trying to set things right and put in order so everybody's comfortable around him because that's his job. It's trying to work towards a higher sense of being. And if you look at, you know, the hero's journey, uh, Campbell put together like the hero's journey and you know, like a formal way of looking at it that's been around since way before him, as we all know. And um, it kind of just says that the hero goes through like a, a change during his journey himself. And we have to be open to that change. Otherwise, we don't grow. And that's kind of the whole point of improvement is you're going to get slammed with these ideas that are different from what you believe in and what makes you comfortable. And if you don't accept the ones that, you know, Obviously, analyze and see which ones are good for you and which ones are bad, but the ones you analyze as good for you, you kind of got to do them if you believe they're good for you because you have to grow. And that's associated with all these mythological stories. There's a, sto uh, a story of Armageddon in the end, right? When we sacrifice what we believe in for growth, uh, if you look at Norse mythology, you have Ragnarok, and at the end of, you know, all the gods, you know, get into a big fight with... Um, World Serpent, the Big Wolf, and, you know, I believe the Ice Giants are there, you know, and um, they die at the end. They know they're going to die, but what happens at the, you know, one of the stories after Ragnarok is some of the gods live and um, they rebuild their pantheon, per se, with the younger generation of gods, you know, it's like a rebirth, letting go of the old and coming up with the new. Um, there's a circle of rebirth like that in the Greek mythology where, you know, there is primordials before the titans and the titans kind of got rid of them and then the olympians got rid of the titans you know and it's kind of refreshing you know the, um, letting go of the past like the kind of the, the theory that letting go of the past would grow from the future and that's you know goes along with armageddon and the christian armageddon thing in there too obviously you know christ rebirth and coming back and but again i don't really want to get into theology too much because it's modern and political <laughs> So I stay away from that uh, for the most part. Anyway, so then we have this, like, right, so the, the hero arises to the challenge, right? And accepts the challenge and overcomes the challenge and adapts and is improved per se, right? So as we want. So this new improvement gives us a sense of, a sense of awareness. So we're on a new level, right? We see things a little differently. We see life a little differently. We see ourselves a little differently. And we now have new limits. And don't forget, people need limits to be human because it's our possibilities mixed with our limits that give us these rules which we live our life in. If we didn't have these rules that limited us, nothing would matter. And there'd be no bench from which to progress. So think about that for a second. If we have no limits, nothing matters because there's no bench for us to set a standard against and progress forward. We wouldn't be being, you know, human being, being something. We'd be like a deity per se, which is just kind of always there, but has no fun if you really think about it because you're all powerful and can do anything, then there's no need to progress and everything's boring to you. If you have everything, everything's boring to you. Um, so 
kind of, you know, bringing in some other tales, you know, we have what is, you know, this higher ideal. Um, there's a couple of ways of looking at it. Let's look at, you know, a genie, for example, to kind of go a different direction now. Uh, what is a genie? A genie, the word genius stems from genie. And so a genius is all-knowing per se, right? So if we look at the ideal is all-knowing, um, that is constantly making ourselves better so we can know all. It's, you know, what does a genie do? It's all-knowing, has all knowledge. So the genie's magic per se gets its ability to create anything it wants in, in the world by bringing, by being a genius and being able to bring that chaos into order through its word. Um, so that's one ideal there. And we as people, where do we come into this play? Well, we seek knowledge, right? You know, all of humanity wants to seek knowledge so we can be better and improve and we can bring more order from the chaos. We can use our speech to articulate, going back to the beginning, to focus our ideas and articulate them clearly and bring order and patterns to the world that we can become familiar with and comfortable with and make us happy in that sense through the whole progress. All right, so then we have this awareness, like I said. So recapping that part again, as I said, we have challenges. We have a hero within us that has to overcome these challenges so we can grow. And that gives us a better sense of being and awareness in the world. And now we're back with this balance of being in chaos again because we're never going to really be completely stable. So we always have to go back up and re-inject chaos into our lives to make us happy. Um, that's pretty much what I want to cover in a nutshell is that improvement process. It's really, it's a little confusing. I get it because there's a lot going on here. But if you go in, onto my website, there's a blog post where it's all written out much more clearly with a very helpful diagram. I really suggest you read the diagram, come back, listen to the podcast again. And all I'm really saying is all of humanity has had these stories that say that we're kind of born as these innocent children on a blank slate. And then once we learn our limits, we know where we sit in the world and that brings chaos into our lives. And now we have to focus our energies and learn things and be able to communicate what we've learned to bring order to our lives and continually inject little challenges into our life so we can adapt to them and grow. And that's improvement. It's an improvement cycle. And that has been present in all of humanity forever. And the proof of that is in all these stories about the cosmos from every mythology and religion you can look at. There's some creation or redemption story in there that justifies this. But so our, our whole universe, according to these stories, reflects our mind and our individual growth. And so I just put it here as the improvement cycle, just to see that, to show you, most importantly, actually, is that when things are tough and you feel like, woe is me, wah, 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 that's part of life. You're always going to have adversity. You're always going to have challenges. That's not going to change. It's always been that way in society and if you're not going through any right now you're lucky in the moment but you'll have challenges that will come up unexpectedly and the more challenges that you put in your life the stronger you become to deal with those unwarranted challenges when they arise so it's part of improvement you know we got to challenge ourselves and adapt or we won't improve and we won't be on any kind of journey to make us better that's it for today i really appreciate your time and i will talk to you next time Thank you for joining, and remember to always improve.